Hey everyone and welcome to the Sunny Go One Piece podcast. On this episode, we're going to be diving into the next cover story, which wrapped up around this time in the manga, which is the one that follows Ace, titled Ace's Great Blackbeard Search, which obviously follows the adventures of Ace as he searches for Blackbeard for his crimes of killing his fellow crew member and then fleeing. However, as dark as the premise sounds, like all cover stories, it is pretty lighthearted and comedic in nature. And this story takes place over chapters 272 through 305 across 29 installments. So during his travels to find Blackbeard, Ace becomes friends with a milkmaiden named Moda after she saves his life from a river and drowning. And in return, he infiltrates a naval marine base G2 to deliver a letter to the Vice Admiral Komal. And then during his undercover stint he inadvertently helps reunite moda with her parents and get the secret intel on blackbeard Alrighty, so my thoughts slash recap so yeah first off on the surface this seems like a really random and lighthearted little story revolving around ace however this does give us a bit more of ace which is great and a very small part of this eventually does lead to an event that will have some huge implications for the rest of the main story down the line but before we get into that in the spoiler section, I'll go through that more so. But first of all, let's go through the recap of the events of this cover story. This story picks up some time after Ace has parted ways with Luffy and Alabasta as he continues to find clues and intel to hunt down Blackbeard, aka Marshall D. Teach, for killing one of their own crewmates while with the Whitebeard Pirates. It starts with Ace in a city where he's gotten a lead on a possibility that Blackbeard may be in that city. But before his investigation begins, He's seen again dining and dashing as he did in Alabasta. Although that time he had a reason to dash as he was being chased by Smoker. But this cover story has now established that Ace is just kind of a dick and doesn't pay for his meals. Even though in installment 2 we see he is sorry about it. He begins interviewing people in town which mistakenly leads him to a Dr. Blackbeard, a local physician. Which Ace promptly kicks without knowing and gets run out of town by the townspeople and tossed in in a river. But thankfully, he is rescued by a milkmaiden named Moda, who runs a nearby dairy farm at which she cares for him while he recovers. Moda then asks Ace to deliver a letter, which then leads him to a marine fortress named G2, very similar to the one we saw in the G8 filler arc, but not quite as enclosed. This is far more out in the open, like a normal marine base that we've seen throughout the series. Ace then knocks out a soldier and takes his uniform to sneak into the base. However, once in the base, just like his brother, he's immediately attracted to the mess hall for food and just starts to eat. While eating, though, he overhears one of the soldiers trash-talking Whitebeard, his captain, and immediately punches him, blowing his cover, which then forces Ace to knock out a commander and take his uniform. So now Ace is masquerading around as an officer with food still in hand, which is a pretty funny image. We're then shown a conference room full of marine officers spitting out horrible tasting coffee. And I find this panel particularly hilarious as they're not so much as spitting it out as they're just sort of letting it spill out of their like mouths in disgust. Similarly, we see Vice Admiral Koval experience the same thing with the god-awful coffee. And canonically, I think this is only the second Vice Admiral we see in this story, aside from Garp, in the Kobe Metpo cover story. And in fact, both appearances have been in cover stories. Later on, we get a hilarious shot of Ace also showing the same disgust for this coffee as well. And this coffee must be really bad because these faces they all make 
are truly conveying how bad this coffee is. And during this scene, though, we see the Marine soldiers all hustling and bustling because the recently arrived secret intelligence ship has caught fire for some reason. When we see the ship again, it's completely ablaze with the Vice Admiral Como panicking. We then see a mystery soldier jumping onto the ship, up, and of course, we know who this is, as it turns out to be Ace himself. He's rescued a soldier and a briefcase, presumably the secret intel that the ship was transporting. Obviously, seeing this man on fire and not being burned, as well as his face now revealed, all the Marines discover that this is in fact the second commander of the Whitebeard Pirates, Firefist Ace. And they start firing on him, despite the fact that he just saved one of their fellow soldiers. Obviously, being a Logia fruit user, the bullets just go straight through him. However, before running away, he makes good on his promise to Moda to deliver the letter to the Vice Admiral. And one thing that always struck me is how inept this Vice Admiral is. Like, these guys are the third highest ranking Marines just behind the Admirals. And not only that, we've seen that Garp is a strong Vice Admiral, as well as we will go on to see many other Vice Admirals to be very, you know, very strong and capable people. So to see this Vice Admiral so useless, it just seems a bit jarring and weird. But again, that's just a really stupid nitpick for me in a cover story that ultimately doesn't play a huge role. We then see the letter was an invitation from Moda to come buy milk from her farm. And the message reads in Japanese, would you like some milk? And in the next installment, we get to see Ace on his iconic one-man skiff confirming that the secret intel that was on the ship was in fact a lead with information to Blackbeard's location. Vice Admiral Komal decides to send a grocery ship to Moda to take her up on her offer to buy her milk. And in a crazy twist of fate, her parents were cooks on that ship that arrives to get the milk. And I have so many questions about this. It seems like Moda is especially overjoyed to see them like she hasn't seen them in quite some time, which begs the questions, why did they leave her all by herself to work for the Marines? Did they have to leave? Like, were they forced out? Why couldn't they come back every now and then to visit her? There's just so many things about this encounter that are left to the interpretation of the reader. And since there's no dialogue, it's never indicated, you know, was she even really missing her parents? Like, what happened to them? What are the circumstances surrounding this sort of reunion that necessitated this sort of, I don't know, like, very emotional reunion? Yeah, it just seems really weird to me. But we then see the addition of Moda's milk to the Marine's coffee, which now makes it taste great, and everyone at the conference room meeting is happily sipping on their coffee, which now explains why they dedicated so much time to conveying that this coffee was just absolute garbage, as it's the basically the payoff to the story. Lastly, with information on the location of Blackbeard in hand, Ace heads off to go confront him, which will be an interesting story that we'll get to in a future podcast. But yeah, my overall thoughts on this cover story is that it's probably my least favorite as nothing really all that interesting happens. I think the thing that I find the most amusing about this story is seeing them drink the coffee. I always get a good laugh at seeing everyone's disgusted faces and seeing that coffee just drip out of their mouth like it does. And rereading this cover story is also an interesting experience given that this is leading to a confrontation between Ace and Blackbeard. So this sort of comical, lighthearted experience is the next step that is what is, you know, a pretty serious beginning where Blackbeard betrayed and murdered a crewmate. And then ultimately this leads into a conflict between the two. That juxtaposition of the tones that's inserted here in the middle of two like pretty serious 
moments is a bit tonal, you know, whiplash for me at least. But to Oda's credit, these events all happen years apart from each other in real world times. So you don't actually experience that sort of whiplash. It's just kind of weird reading them after the fact. Still, despite that, again, it, it still would have been nice to get to see more of Ace during this time, especially in the anime, given how he plays a bigger role in the main story, as all of the cover story characters do. And I would much rather have seen this animated than, the like, for example, the Return of Foxy Filler two-episode arc. Like, it would have been nice if they maybe devoted two episodes to animating this arc, because at the end of the Water 7 arc, we do sort of catch up with what Ace is doing. Anyways, that brings this cover story recap to an end, and on the next episode, we'll get back to the main story, fully diving into Water 7, which I am so excited for, as this and the connecting arc after it are easily my two favorite parts of the entire story so far, and things are about to get intense, let me tell you. But we will talk about that in the subsequent podcasts. Anyways, if you did enjoy this, send me a like or a comment. And if you want to join me on this journey of rewatching One Piece, please consider subscribing. Check out my Instagram and Twitter account at Podcast if you want updates of when I post new episodes or to see some pictures of my manga collection. Check those out as well. And as always, I want to thank you for taking the time out to listen to my podcast. Uh, there will be a spoiler section here that I'll... Uh, devote to after this but if you're not interested in that stay safe out there and i hope to see you on the next episode bye Alrighty, so spoilers so yeah obviously ace plays a very major role in the latter half of the first half of the story if that makes any sense um, but it's interesting how little time was given to developing Ace. And I think that was, again, one of the main criticisms of people who were kind of uh, um, in opposition to Ace's death. Like a lot of the criticism surrounding Ace's death in Marineford is the fact that, yeah, he, there's just not much development or any time to really get to know Ace. And so his death was not as meaningful or as impactful as it could have been. I personally disagree with that. I think when it comes to Ace's death, it's not so much that we should care about Ace. It's the fact that it hits Luffy so hard, is that we care about Luffy so much and what Ace meant to him. And on that front, I think it does a masterful job of conveying that emotion to us because just seeing that sheer devastation uh, of Luffy seeing his brother die in front of him and get murdered in front of him by Akainu is I think it has the biggest impact of one one of the biggest impacts of the series to be honest but you know the, this this scene does kind of get get us to sort of endear us to Ace and kind of show us that yeah he's he's a pirate at heart he's kind of a a rough hooligan type of character but he's also a very good person at heart and and cares for people and tries to do the right thing despite him being a pirate and being kind of born uh, yeah, as sort of like just kind of rough around the edges, you know, how he grew up. And you see more of that in that flashback uh, after Marineford with Luffy and Sabo and all of that. But it's interesting, yeah, that this is the last mention of Ace that we get after a brief mention of him in that meeting between Shanks and Whitebeard for the first time, 
which is an awesome scene, by the way. And yeah, I, I, I mean, up until then, we don't see him again until he faces uh, Blackbeard post NES lobby at the duel at Bonaro Island against him and, and Blackbeard, which, by the way, was really shocking, to be honest. Like, when you finish uh, you know, NES lobby in Water 7 and you're just like, thrown into this one scene where all of a sudden you see Ace fighting full on against Blackbeard. I mean, that was awesome, to be honest, but it was very surprising. And then obviously we do go on to find out that he loses that fight and gets taken in to Impel Downs by Blackbeard. But yeah, it provides a little bit more time and insight for us to connect with Ace before his untimely death, which is often, like I said, cited as a common criticism of Ace's death that we just didn't have enough time with him. And then lastly, there's a, there's a small bit of trivia. Although, you know, this cover story was never actually animated, there is a reference to it in the newspaper that Crocus reads in episode 381, which shows that Moda with her family and Vice Admiral Como drinking the milk. So it, it does actually happen in the anime canon as well. We just don't ever get to see it. But yeah, that's pretty much everything I wanted to talk about. Um, Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. See ya.